Hi and welcome to a new episode of The Scale of Happiness. My guest today is Trim Sivishen, aka Smeriasus, and in English that would be Butter Jesus. When I first contacted Trim, I was wondering if he would want to guest my podcast and speak about his journey from a keto perspective. I was surprised when he told me that he had shifted his perspective and he was done with fasting and the keto diet, and now was on a new path in a totally different direction. Even though he had changed his perspective, he told me he still would like to guest the podcast. So, here it is. Trim has spent a lot of time reading and trying to understand this new concept, and at times it gets quite detailed, but I encourage you to listen throughout the whole episode anyway. I do not necessarily agree at all times, but I still found the conversation very interesting and it gave me the opportunity to check in with my own beliefs and thoughts. I hope you have liked and subscribed to the podcast. Now let the show begin. Hey, and welcome to another episode of The Skill of Happiness. Today's guest is Trim Sivishen. Welcome. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing good today, yes. Are you excited about this podcast? Yes, I am (laughs) excited. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've uh, done a podcast. Uh, So it will be interesting to see what comes out of me (laughs) today. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm curious what we're gonna be talking about. Mm. Um, yeah, I want to start with how would you define happiness, and do you believe it's a skill? And then we can just move on from there. Mm, okay, how would I define happiness? Um, that's a good question. Um, like, I don't know, it's a feeling, it's a feeling of being content, maybe, at least to me. Um, uh, and yeah, it's a fleeting feeling. Um, and, uh, and if it's a skill... Um, Do you think it's like something we can we have the power over or is it something that something or someone gives to you? Mm. I think we have the power to create that feeling. Um, maybe like, I don't know if you can, if you can have this feeling or this sensation indefinitely, maybe that's like the, what Buddha and the monks are up to, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, Maybe that's something to strive for. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I've thought about that a lot, um, but uh, but I think you definitely have a lot of control in how your life uh, is uh, created, and in in that way, how much how happy you feel in general, right? Uh, because, yeah, this happiness thing is, uh, yeah, it's very vague and, and uh, abstract thing. But uh, I guess you, you know it when you feel it. Uh, and I, or maybe, you know, we all have our own um, 
idea of what that is. Uh, but I guess for me, at least lately, it's it's the more like feeling content uh, feeling. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. That's a big question. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I'm having this podcast to like mm. hear what people think about, like what what's their definition of it. Because I, yeah. I think there are many, in a way, there are many different, uh, definitions but at the same time it might be the same thing yeah in different like yeah uh, with different labels and yeah i was on that quest you could say a long time i don't know if happiness was the quest but at least like um hmm i don't know what, what i'm Meaning? Where I'm going no. <laughs> uh, with this. Um, but yeah, no, I'm stuck. Okay. <laughs> well, let's talk about something you're hopefully not stuck on. Mm. When I'm sure people are curious who you are. Yeah. For people that most people don't know. <laughs> no, yeah. You're probably. So would you mind telling a little bit about yourself and your journey in this thing we call life? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, my name is Trim. Uh, I am now um, a writer. I write about uh, nutrition and um, health and physiology and stuff like that uh, for a coaching company. Uh, I've had a blog for and a podcast and like a social media persona <laughs> for four years uh, called uh, in English it's called Butter Jesus uh, and I was very like my focus was truly like um, becoming your uh, full self and kind of um, um, yeah becoming your full potential through nut nutrition and, and stuff like that but also through just uh, in general how you you view life and how you kind of create your life uh, yeah and I've so I've been in the in the health space uh, for four or five years uh, and I studied studied nutrition uh, so yeah it's uh, it's my my background is mainly in nutrition but I I, I guess I see myself as a kind of philosopher as well or <laughs> philosopher sounds such such a like such a big word but uh, but yeah to me health is more than than just what you eat even though that's important <laughs> but uh, but also how your your general outlook on life is and and also how you kind of attack life like yeah, your perception of, mm. of life and who you are in it I guess um, and what what made you interested in in nutrition and taking mm. care of your body and yeah. all that? So like five years ago, I was about I was on my way into like a depression. Um, 
I was working at like uh, night shifts at a bar and uh, drinking a lot and uh, just uh, eating shit and having my um, like uh, circadian rhythms all disrupted and just not doing anything that I really enjoyed and I was that was kind of sending me into this state of depression um, very uh, brain fog was also like my big uh, symptom uh, the feeling of just like you're talking to someone but yeah, your words can't get through and, and mm. you just you, you can't you don't really recognize yourself because uh, yeah you feel you're so your brain is just muddled um, mm. and then I guess I stumbled upon a YouTube video or it was a friend of mine that sent me this YouTube clip about uh, the bulletproof diet with Dave Dasbury. Um, that's like a anti-inflammatory ketogenic diet. Um, yeah, so it's a cyclical ketogenic diet, just to be <laughs> clear on the specifics. Uh, they focus on food quality. It's like a big thing. So everything's organic. Um, you know, you, you buy the, the meat is uh, organic or grass-fed preferably and yeah. Um, and you also ketogenic diets, for those who doesn't know this, it's a very high fat, low carbohydrate diet. So it's very strict on eating carbohydrates. It's supposed to get you into this uh, physiologic state of ketosis where your body is kind of fueling um, your brain and then also other tissues of the body with this other fuel called uh, ketones which your body produces when they don't have carbohydrates uh, which is actually a stressful state but so uh, we can uh, get to that uh, <laughs> later but that kind of gave me a very instant um, boost I did also the bulletproof coffee which is like a coffee with butter and uh, MCT oil uh, for breakfast as kind of like a fasting thing and that really gave me a lot of energy and it was just that feeling of kind of being in this depressed state and just shifting what I eat gave me this incredible boost of energy that I hadn't felt in like ever it felt like uh, I was more energized than I'd ever uh, been mm. and uh, it, it, yeah it just affected my mental health in such a profound way that I knew that uh, I was like onto something here that this was a very important part of uh, yeah just in general your mental health and how your view on life is and how your view on yourself is you know you suddenly I have you have more confidence and 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 that kind of created this positive feedback loop where i my brain was fun functioning so i started reading a lot i really like my curiosity and my love of books was like ignited so i really wanted to figure out what mm -hmm. is actually going on why why is this having such a profound effect on my body and uh so i did that i started studying nutrition but then I also got in, the question became like, okay, so this has a profound effect on my life and my mental health. What else is there? You know, mm. how can I kind of orient my life in a way that uh, maximizes this uh, potential, I guess. 
uh, how can I... Because the idea there is that the physiology has a profound effect on the psychology, right? So how can I uh, maximize my physiological potential to... Mm. And the f psychological affects the physiological and, and yeah. So I started uh, exploring a lot. Um, I did uh, started with uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, which was also another thing that just like really gave me a lot of confidence and a lot of energy and uh, started doing um, Wim Hof method, mm -hmm. which is like this uh, breathing method. Um, and uh, in combination with uh, ice baths and uh, pushing myself a lot with doing like 10 minutes in the cold cold water in the fjords of Norway <laughs> in December and uh, yeah and and I guess my like idea there was that um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger mm -hmm. in a way and uh, I don't know if you know about the hormetic idea no. in, in um, nutrition or what is that in the health space, it's it's something that's been popular and uh, I guess growing in popularity in the last like ten years, um, which is kind of what they attribute the positive effects of keto and fasting and um, cold uh, plunges and um, uh, certain uh, certain like. Um, Kostilskud. Um. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nutrition. Nutritional supplements. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's the, basically the idea that you ignite a stress in the body, mm -hmm. um, and that stress kind of builds your body, uh, or mm -hmm. the adaption to that stress stress is positive in the way that it it. it it uh, gives you a stronger resistance to stress, kind of. Mm. So uh, putting your body into the stress state of ketosis, for example, will give your body the ability to adapt uh, better. And, mm. and, and also with the, with the cold plunges, you know, being in that stress and be, being able to control your nervous system in that stress gives you that ability to, uh, in general, like tolerate stress um, and also with the exercise that was the last thing I was going to say like you kind of have to uh, tear down your muscles in order to build them up mm. that's also that kind of like hormetic um, okay. stress idea um, so you were like I don't have enough stress in my life let's add some <laughs> yeah or it, and also on in combination with that idea because that's more like a physiological thing is the kind of uh, idea of which I still like find um, has its place but uh, the idea that you kind of have to go into your fears and like um, the way you grow is by or at least fear is as a way to grow Behind the fear, there's a lesson, there's uh, something new uh, to learn about yourself. And by kind of facing your fears and, and going through them and integrating them, 
you become a more complete version of yourself. Um, so kind of pushing pushing through those like those moments and exercise where you really don't want to do it and kind mm. of pushing through them uh, is good for you, kind of. Um, so yeah, that was uh, and I started a blog, uh, did a social media thing, uh, <laughs> got people very excited. Uh, I think I, ha- I think I am the number one like blog at least in Norway on keto now mm-hmm. so if you yeah if you search keto diet on in the norwegian you'll find my blog on top is it still active uh it's still active in the way that it's it's there mm-hmm. i haven't taken it down mm-hmm. but i haven't put anything on there for uh, over a year now yeah i've have a, had a break for about okay. a year and why is that what happened mm. so to keep it short. You don't have to keep no. it short. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, just to, I can start with a short explanation and <laughs> okay. we can see if yeah, you want dig to it, yeah. uh, dig into it more. But I guess I uh, I burned out. Uh, yeah, just like really crashed. Um, and I, when I see it in retrospect, um, it was a slow kind of um decline okay. towards uh the crash um but yeah it's uh in april last year 2021 um yeah i just uh, i was bedridden for like uh two three months uh really? yeah my stress tolerance was like really 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 low just uh, it would depend on the day and my energy of course but uh just like going to the store would be like a big chore and uh, could kind of just uh exhaust me mm-hmm. um i was, would cry a lot um so yeah it all that was an interesting uh interesting phenomena but you didn't realize it until you were like, okay, I'm not getting out of bed today. But now you say that looking back, you could see how you were. Well, yeah, I would on. I would sense it in social situations, and because because what I would do right is I would um, I would be on the strict ketogenic diet. Uh, what would I, that and how would did that look like? What what is a strict? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> So I would like wake up, I would do a bulletproof coffee for breakfast mm-hmm. or not eat breakfast at all. Yeah. You know, I would just fast. And yeah. the bulletproof coffee is a uh, lot of butter and uh, MCT oil, which is all fat and just coffee. Mm. So there's like zero carbohydrates there. And, you know, for lunch, I would eat some protein, you know, like meat or uh, chicken or uh, eggs or cheese, usually animal protein. And then... Either a salad or uh, you know some cooked vegetables or and the vegetables are only the vegetables that grow over the, the ground mm. so like uh, onions asparagus uh, cucumbers uh, tomatoes the vegetables that have low carbohydrates okay. so none of the tubers none of the potatoes or the because mm. they have a lot of carbs <laughs> you gotta watch out for those carbs uh, and no fruits you know. Um, and no sugars, uh, so yeah, that's kind of what it, and a lot of fat, right? Because so you have like seventy percent of your diet is fat, so just mm. a lot of butter, a lot of coconut oil, a lot of olive oil, mm. 
and stuff like that. Um, so I would go on this diet and I would uh, usually exercise four or five times a week, you know. Uh, often I would uh, start the morning with uh, cycling down to the, to the fjord in the winter, do an ice bath, do some sauna, go to the gym, do an exercise. Maybe I was even fasting while doing mm. that. So a lot of stressors mm. on my body. All of these things create stress in your body. And that's kind of the thing I'm alluding to now. It's like stress accumulates and it's not... Uh, if it's too much, it's uh, your body will, will eventually shut down, I guess. Mm. I can talk about the mechanisms of how that happens. But, but uh, I can keep to the story for now okay yeah so come back to that yeah um so yeah i would just sense this general and i would like cycle around all over town you know um do some work here have a meeting there maybe go to a brazilian jiu-jitsu thing there work some more then go to improv theater at night <laughs> and then go home and you know mm. uh sleep and then <laughs> So I was very, very into this work mode, um, building myself, using every single minute of the day, doing something productive mm -hmm. and uh, just like, uh, yeah, pushing through. Um, and so that, that I would just sense that my stress tolerance uh, would slowly decrease, like being around new people could... Uh, uh, I could become like more awkward or more just like uh, in what way <laughs> I was just this so I could talk a little bit about what what this stress of keto and so when people go on a ketogenic diet or they do a fast maybe in the beginning there will become a there will like a, be a period of sluggishness but then you will experience like um and um almost euphoric uh, mm. sensation uh, and that's like adrenaline that's uh, <laughs> and that feeling is just like I can fucking conquer the world you mm. know I am the fucking beast <laughs> and it gives you this confidence and so usually in social situations I would just like be very confident and uh, sense that people were inspired by me and all this um yeah and i i can i can like in in retrospect i can um compare it actually to uh, taking cocaine <laughs> it's kind of like that same confidence yeah and 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 also this this jitteriness or this i wouldn't call it maybe jitteriness but just like this very energized uh, mm -hmm. state it's like too energized you know <laughs> yeah. you're not relaxed no. you are like oh, yeah! <laughs> um and that's that's because yeah that's basically cortisol that's your stress hormones actually so is doing it because that. you're you're in fact super stressed and that gives you energy is that right yeah or, yeah yes so now um, and and, that, and i guess I accumulated that stress so like with with the ice bath and with the exercise 
and and yeah, I guess that's the same sensation you kind of get when you when you run a long run, mm-hmm. like like a runner's high. First, yeah, you get sluggish, but then you kind of yeah. get over this sluggishness and you become into this like euphoric state, and that's kind of also like the stress hormones effect on the body and uh you know that's a very yeah it's a good feeling but i guess it's not it's not a physiological state you want to be in uh 24 hours a day for like four years which was (laughs) (laughs) which was my which was my kind of thing right yeah um so yeah it would just decrease um and I would just become more tired for, like, for example, after like working out or doing ice baths, I would not be able to get back to my normal room uh, temperature. Mm. I would just like shiver for a long time after those. And so hints like that. And then, yeah, then it was just a lot of <laughs> crying suddenly and like exhaustion, basically. Why do you think you started crying? Was it like your body telling you, like, please, please stop? Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's I've been wondering a lot about that, and I've been looking into. So I have some theories, but okay. when I, because the thing at that moment as well, I was doing some like deep therapy things with uh, Marianne, mm-hmm. uh, which is who she's like a coach I, I guess but she we it's like very deep and we go back to the childhood and like look at uh, yeah look at your patterns with mm-hmm. your parents and and kind of dig uh, deep um, trying to figure out certain insecurities blah 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 um, and so the crying kind of started in relation to that so I, I kind of and and she also was like okay but this is your body kind of uh letting go of of um, trauma that hasn't been uh, uh, processed and and stuff like that so i was like okay yeah uh i guess it feels very good when you cry right Mm. um so that was the leading theory at first but then it just wouldn't stop happening and i would you know stop the theory uh therapy and and after yeah become more and more exhausted like this this continued on for six months eight months you know uh, in the beginning it was like every day almost two times a day Mm. um for how long for like two three months yeah but when you were like if you started crying yeah oh that that would be like it's it, it was like real crying like deep just like guttural, no control, yeah. just uh, like a kid releasing, just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I was just an emotional mess. I was so yeah, I was all over the place emotionally, uh, and uh, just very unstable emotionally, uh, which was I think was very hard on my girlfriend and. Uh, but uh, she was uh, she she powered through. She was <laughs> she was a saint in that uh, period. But uh, yeah, um, so that happened, and um, I kind of I kind of 
around the same time was introduced to I guess a new perspective a new yeah a new perspective on health the body physiology and how things actually work where did that come from that actually came from a an Instagram follower which okay. is like I listen to this podcast you know they they talk about um, keto diets and and how they uh, cause stress and and you know that carbohydrates are very uh, good in in mm. like decreasing stress and stuff like that mm. and so I've always been very I want to know the truth you know yeah. and I, I've tried to in in this in this kind of quest of mine of like discovering what is actually going on which was kind of what started this whole journey uh, and it's been very important to me because uh, i see so i see a tendency a very like a tendency to kind of defend your your ideas at all mm -hmm. costs and and kind of uh, excluding contrary uh, beliefs mm. uh, to kind of defend your your version of reality. Uh, I, I think it's really hard. To, or is it defending your ego? Yeah, it's defending your ego. It's yeah, you know, and and um, yeah, absolutely. You could you could uh, call it that, you know. Um, but it's yeah. So it takes a lot of courage to be able to. Just like let your guard down and be like oh maybe you're right <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so, so what made so, you want to what made you actually consider that as a truth well i guess it was a, a perfect uh, timing because mm -hmm. i would i was really starting to feel that the effects of like what i'm doing right now is not working because mm. uh because i don't feel good at all you know mm. And uh, yeah, it's first off, your 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 ego is like trying to pin it to your situation in life. So I would, you know, like I would be very insecure of like me and my girlfriend's relationship, or you know, is it because I the uh, the job I work is not good enough, mm. or am I not doing enough of the things that are giving me purpose or giving me a sense of joy? Am I not doing blah blah blah? Um, but uh, and how but, did she but then, react to that? How did she? Yeah, was she like, like calm and like a secure, <laughs> or did she add stress, or like how did it actually work? Um, I mean, those um, we we we've had some 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 like uh, some periods of you could call it like insecure me being insecure about a relationship i think that's a very typical masculine uh mm -hmm. thing when you go into a serious relationship and and i can also like in all this period i've become a father so oh. last february march she told me that she was pregnant and uh, so there was this whole thing of like being um this yeah like this masculine energy, if you, if you like are into that 
<laughs> idea <laughs> of yeah. like the polar 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 opposites of the masculine and the feminines and and how i guess men usually have more masculine traits and the females have in general more feminine traits blah 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 mm. um the masculine seeks freedom like that's mm. a kind of a core trait of the masculine so i think that's why and i've talked to a lot of friends now so that are kind of getting more into these deeper relationships and they experience the exact same things mm. these like outbursts of like ah am i stuck fuck i gotta get out yeah. i gotta be free i gotta you know um but you kind of learn to learn to see what that is and and also learn how you maybe sometimes create those illusions that you are trapped and blah blah blah. Mm. Um, <laughs> that was a little derail, derailed us a little bit there. But uh, how how did she um, tackle that? Um, you know she 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 was uh, she was just very um, comforting and very understanding and like. Yeah, uh, never expressed like any doubt, mm. um, which was so good to kind of have that anchor. Mm. Um, so yeah, she's been uh, she's been a saint in this uh, <laughs> in this uh, period. Um, but yeah, so so it was the perfect timing of like what I'm doing is not working. And and this podcast talking about how what I'm doing with all the stress uh, accumulating stressors of like keto fasting, intense exercise, uh, all together, you know, um, is causing this stress response, and that stress response in itself is not a, it's not a, it's not something that's healthy in mm. and of itself, you know. Mm. The stress hormones uh, accumulating in the body is uh, so. So you may have a lot of other positive things, so mm. like running, for example. You know, mm. um, being out in the nature, being out in the sun, um, doing something difficult, and that um, master feeling. Uh, I don't yeah. know what's <laughs> called in English. The feeling of mass of doing something, uh, something that's difficult. Accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's, I think that stress response is, is, is detrimental. And so you kind of have to, um, be wary of that, I think in the long run. Uh, um, but what I did was kind of like take that to the, the, the end point or like, and like really stretch it as far as it can and and uh, I think that's what's uh, the reason for my body kind of shutting down mm. yeah so what has stress taught you the last couple of years uh, or what what do you wish you had known before you started this journey like five <laughs> years ago yeah <laughs> I wish I had known like the like physiology of stress and how it affects your body because that was like the missing piece of the puzzle that I now I'm like oh mm. I see okay and um, yeah 
but it's you know it's a it's a process it's uh maybe i wouldn't be able or would be ready to listen to that if if it hadn't happened the way it happened so but you said you did a lot of reading and yeah like gaining information yeah there must have been some place where they wrote about it or something wouldn't it or yeah you just not open to it <laughs> that's the thing it's so you have like in the health sphere you have like the 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 kind of the medical establishment of health mm. and like the dogma there uh So there are like three layers, and then you have the alternative health space. So the the medical, I can I can just give a quick like description of, of what I view them, mm. their their view on on like what health is. Yeah. Uh, I would say it can be summarized into like two theories. Uh, the first one is like the germ theory, uh, <laughs> which is that disease is a uh, product of the germ. Okay. So there is this like intruder uh, in your body that causes sickness. So uh, therefore, to cure sickness, you have to kind of attack the the pathogen, mm -hmm. right? The the disease promoting agent. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a, a theory that kind of kind of at the core at of, of modern medicine, just to be controversial. And uh, <laughs> but I think that it, and and also genetic determinism. What is that? It's kind of the idea that um, the genes in the cell is what um, basically controls the cell. It's kind of the brain of the cell, and that's the genes uh, steer the way the cell um, um, the way the cell expresses itself okay right <laughs> <laughs> and in that way it's, they they usually pin disease a lot of diseases to like genetic disorders right now mm. sorry but you know this is a, you have a genetic disposition for diabetes mm. so there's not really much we can do we can you know we can um, treat your symptoms um, with lots of with this medicine yes <laughs> here you know we uh, we can give you this uh, cholesterol lowering drug but we can't really fix the problem uh, mm. or at least they haven't really figured out how to fix the problem yet but mm. we can do this for now and so those are the and that's kind of looking at the human body as a machine mm. um, um, and the, then they have the alternative health space which is more in the holistic view right um, which I would say I guess more is um, closer to, to what uh, what's actually going on at mm -hmm. least in my view and how would you describe that view so that is I mean that's the holistic view means basically that um, everything affects everything your body is like a, an organism that um, it's a synergistic organism so it's not just like different parts and and um, 
you know, if you have a bad heart, then we have to focus on fixing the bad heart. It's more of a, the bad heart is a symptom of a, of a, of a sick organism. And, you know, mm. to treat that, we need to treat the organism and mm. kind of, uh, make that organism strong because, you know, an organ being sick is a symptom of the whole organism actually being sick. But I see a lot of in the alternative health space is this kind of same reductionism. So there's a lot of different kind of um, different um, like protocols, you know, uh, different uh, ways to to. But they usually like. Man, I think I don't think I've ever explained this before. So I'm just like I'm on I'm on, I'm on bits on uh, <laughs> on uh, on uh, on new territory here, but but uh, this is just my opinion. But what I have seen a lot in the health after being big part of it and like really trying to um, suck all of the information I can out of the alternative health space and like really try and test out the different techniques like the breathing techniques and the uh and the different ways of eating or at least ketogenic diet and fasting but it's it's also a bit reductionistic in the way that it's kind of like explains everything with this one thing like the reason you have the bad health is all you need to do is just you know do the Wim Hof breathing and then you can fix your autoimmune issues and you can fix this and you can fix that and that's uh, without really giving you the 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 physiological explanation of what what's actually going on mm. uh, I guess um, and then there's this third layer mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm curious this kind of that is. <laughs> underground of of, uh, of yeah interesting scientists and interesting thinkers that was just out of my scope when I was in the alternative health blogs and like uh, picking picking their brains um, so that's kind of what it felt like it was just like this opening of this new world of information and I kind of had to take a lot of the things that I had learned and just put them away and kind of learn uh learn things again mm. uh with a different perspective uh so yeah um and it's yeah it seems like there has been this kind of suppression of information uh from who? Ha. <laughs> now we're getting into the juicy <laughs> territories of conspiracy. <laughs> yes. So I've become like a huge conspiracy theorist just to put a disclaimer out there and uh, can stave off all of you. Yeah. Conspiracy theory haters. No, but... Yeah, there is at least this body of knowledge that looks that that 
through proper scientific studies, these great thinkers and great minds that have a completely different view of how like the body works in many ways and um, in, in what way uh, is it completely different to give a few examples mm -hmm. so so this is some of these theories and stuff are not i have just been studying this for a year mm -hmm. and 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 so i just want to like put that out there like i'm not an expert uh, on these things. I'm not a scientist. Uh, I'm just, a, You're just curious. an independent uh, researcher that is very curious of how stuff works. Um, and I, I feel like, yeah, like again, like I just kind of started because I kind of had to put a lot of the things that I knew or that I had been taught away mm. because uh, a lot of those things or there at least is a lot of evidence that kind of disrupts uh, those, a lot of those okay. theories, you know. Um, I can, I guess I can, I can start by kind of giving a description of my new theory. Yeah. Do. Which is not like my theory, but it's <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of smart people's kind of theory. Um, or I can I can mention this one man that yeah. I, that has kind of done a very good job at like um, studying these great thinkers and kind of putting together a, a perspective that is like very um, interesting, has a lot of evidence backing it up and just makes a lot of sense and like really gets to the core of what is actually happening okay. um, with the cells and, and, and like how disease, um, yeah, what is the real cause of disease. Um, he's called Ray, Ray Pete. Uh, you can check out raypete.com. He has like a bunch of articles that is written uh, since like the 70s. Mm. Yeah, he studied this back in the 50s, physiology. So he's been been, uh, been along the whole way, seeing how also like the industry um, take over in a lot of this uh, and how they have influenced science um, to kind of portray this certain narrative that is very... Um, positive for a pharmaceutical industry <laughs> and a lot of the food uh, industries as well uh, to have going like, like this this idea we talked about with uh, germ theory that's you know disease is uh, there's uh, you have to kill kill the the disease creating factor and in this way it, you you are able to create a lot of different medicines you know and every time there is a new mm -hmm. disease you have new medicines uh yeah and there's no putting under the rug that this industry is the maybe the biggest industry in the world and they have gotten a lot of power and it's just you know the least trusted industry 
at least it was uh, <laughs> for a long time, but somehow they managed to uh, get uh, people's uh, um, trust again. But I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Um, so what? So what he, is it that they? What what's the theory you're like working on now? Mm. What is it based on? Um, so the idea is kind of simple. The idea is that health is is basically based on the cell's ability to maintain its energy production and structure kind of okay. so you are this organism of like 30 i don't know remember how many trillions of cells you are but you are mm. just this walking aquarium of like many trillions of cells and um it's a synergistic organism that kind of, um, um, yeah, it's synergistic in the way that it's, how can I say it? It's like a, like, you know, the, the, the forests and the trees and how they kind of are able to, um, they, they distribute, uh, the energy and the nutrients equally mm. to all the trees right because it's a synergistic system mm. yeah. and then you can look at the body in the same way that it's it's uh, kind of maintaining these different the cells are the trees in a way yeah. yeah yeah or you could call it the roots of the trees or oh, yeah. i don't know um I don't know if that analogy is a very good one, but it's, <laughs> it's the only one i <laughs> it's good enough. could think of um and the idea there is that, yeah, the, um, so the single cell is an, um, it can represent the entire body in a way, Okay. you know, um, and the single cells ability to, uh, create energy cause, cause what is life? Life is the movement of energy when you are dead like the movement of energy stops and that's kind of basically the difference between a live human being and a dead human being is that there's a movement and flow of energy mm. that is uh, able to keep up like keep this machinery uh functioning right mm. um so how good you function as a system is depends on how well the cell function as you know, a little system mm -hmm. you know we have a lot of similarities with the cells uh, they have their own organs and yeah um and so for the cell to be able to do all of its functions that it's needed to to you know uh to work it needs energy um, and also it needs structure to um, produce that energy and and that's Ray Pete's idea is that energy and um, structure are interdependent on every level so you need an energy to maintain structure mm. if 
you lose energy flow or the energy production is somehow um, uh, disrupted, you know, um, your cell will not be able to maintain its uh, structure, you know, so it's, the structure will disintegrate and this can create a negative feedback loop where you're not able to produce as much energy because your structure is uh, disrupted and but how do you disrupt the structure? Aha! Uh -huh. So, um, yeah, I'm like, this is the first time I'm explaining this on a <laughs> podcast, so you guys have to give me some slack. I might, I might like, uh, yeah, go off in some wrong, wrong directions. And but, uh, so in the side of the cell, there is like this little organelle or an organ of the cell that produces energy. Uh, and so it, it, it gets oxygen, uh, it gets uh, nutrients from the foods, like, uh, you know, carbohydrates, uh, glucose or fats, uh, and they kind of mix, to put in a very simple term, they mix oxygen and, and glucose and you create something called ATP. And ATP is the cell's uh, energy... Um, currency you could say so for the cell to be able to to create a chemical reaction it needs energy and it gets that energy from this molecule called ATP uh, so then you can say the cell's ability to maintain its function and structure will be based on the efficiency of it or how efficient it can create ATP, right? Mm. Through this complex uh, chemical process where food and oxygen gets turned into ATP. And so, yeah, that is uh, that happens inside this mitochondria. <laughs> I'm getting very technical. I don't know, I don't know if you can uh, follow this, but uh, I'm just going for it. Yeah. Um, and so there are, there are a lot of steps. Uh, first, you have the glycolysis, then you have the Krebs cycle, and then you have the energy uh, transport um, or chain. Yeah, the energy mm. transport chain, uh, which are have a lot of like chemical steps. Um, you know, electrons being um, uh, transferred and and added, and uh, becoming a lot of different molecules until it ends up into the last step of the energy transport chain I don't know I'm losing that word but and then becomes ATP and there are a lot of things that can can inhibit that process or can damage the mitochondria okay. damage the structure so that uh, energy production becomes uh, sluggish you know uh, that's kind of a lot of uh, there is this growing theory that this is basically what aging is it's mitochondria mm. becoming damaged, not being able to produce energy uh, efficiently, mm. which then, you know, uh, give uh, the cell when it not can, when it cannot produce energy efficiently, it it uh, it loses its a lot of its function and it loses its ability to maintain the cell structure, and there there that's like the. This this disintegrationing hap happening, uh, and that can like happen anywhere in the body. Um, you know, 
depend and that's where like individuality comes in mm. um there's this theory of like the weakest organ will have the the, the biggest effect so so um if people have like you know um heart disease then you know there maybe have something happening to them or maybe they maybe it's like a born thing like it's a genetic thing mm. that can be that gives them like a weaker heart and so this this energy like uh mongul um loss. loss will show itself first maybe as a you know a heart attack or whatever so yeah that's like the <laughs> i said it was simple but i guess it's it's not <laughs> when you get it get into it but uh the idea is that health is based on your cells' ability to produce and use energy. And when you have a loss of energy, your cells will eventually disintegrate. And, uh, you know, that's that's aging. And so, yeah, ask your question. No, yeah, I was, I'm just curious how, if you don't want to be sick, mm. what do you do then? Mm. Or are you just like, okay, that's just how it works? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So there are a lot of things that affects this system. Mm -hmm. So like everything you do basically affects your system in a positive or negative way. Uh, and that's everything from what you eat to what you do and, you know, how how much stress you put your body into, uh, how much like uh, this this creativity and and the feeling of of being important or uh, doing things that you find exhilarating it has a positive effect on the system as well mm. but uh, but stress is a very like <laughs> so so this is a, a question of energy right mm. yeah so you want to have your energy production system work efficiently what stress is <laughs> is basically your body it's a signal that your body is in an energy deficit. So your stress system is basically there to keep energy up when you don't have more energy uh, coming in. And this is actually mediated by the blood sugar. Hmm. <laughs> so if your blood sugar, uh, and this is where all of my keto listeners will be like freak out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say that glucose is the preferred fuel source of the body. Uh, mm. That this is the most efficient uh, fuel source of the body. And this is the reason why the body will always uh, use glucose when it's available instead of fats. Or, you know, there is a certain amount of fat that is being... Uh, it's not like you, none of your cells are using fat, but it's in general, at least your brain prefers glucose mm. and that's why um, you cannot your brain cells cannot use fats actually but that's why you turn them into ketones because oh, your body yeah. your brain can use ketones yeah. uh, but that's like a that's way down the road when you have very low glucose your body kind of goes into this all right now we have to create ketones mm. uh, to to keep this uh, to to fuel our brain because yeah. we don't have any more glucose to to feed it um and so, yeah, blood sugar is like very tightly um, regulated. And, and when it falls uh, under a certain parameter, that will induce a stress response. So that will, uh, your body will then shift into a stress metabolism, which your body, a lot of your cells will start uh, using fat instead of uh, sugar. Uh, your sugar is kind of reserved for the brain. 
and you will start using your uh, uh, sugar reserves. And when your, your sugar reserves are empty, that's when cortisol is uh, like the, the famous stress hormone. That's when that comes on board. And what cortisol basically does is it keeps the blood sugar high by using proteins mainly. You can also use some fats to it, it converts protein into sugar. Okay. So that puts your body into this. I'm sorry if this is getting too technical for you. <laughs> well, we'll just try. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that puts your body into this catabolic state, which okay. means that your body is kind of breaking itself down. It's instead of um, building itself up, it's kind of taking your proteins and using that as a fuel source. Uh, proteins are not supposed to be used as a fuel source. It's, okay. that's, uh, proteins are the building blocks of the body. Mm. So the body does this when it's like in a crisis. And that's so you, so you can view it as if you had a, I can try to try on an analogy okay. to make it uh, more <laughs> visual. It. If your body is this house, and you have to keep this house at a certain temperature, you know, or else it will, you know, you won't have a good time being in there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so when you have abundant energy, you have firewood, right? So I guess firewood is the energy thing analogy uh, in this analogy. You would, you would use the firewood to keep the fire going. But then if you run out of firewood, what you would do is you would actually, okay, now I need to just... I, I need to break this couch and I need to use this couch mm. as fuel mm. and uh, you would kind of that's kind of the, your body on cortisol it uses its own material yeah and it kind of turns that into fuel and that's the kind of detrimental part of cortisol uh, and that's why cortisol is being linked to a lot of uh, diseases and and that's kind of how stress uh, creates disease so yeah and that's and it, and it also then it wrecks havoc on your structure, but not to go into the complicated reasons of why fat metabolism is more inefficient <laughs> than glucose metabolism. But that's kind of the idea there that uh, it's not as, if, it's not a, as efficient uh, energy uh, production system as uh, glucose. Mm. What we want is we want to fuel and promote optimal energy production uh, for the cell to, to be healthy. And so that's where the, the stress uh, thing and also like the, the keto, which is like a very low carbohydrate, you know, and that's why that's uh, it's a backup system. You know, mm. it's a backup system for when things are not optimal, when there is not enough energy in our environment and... Uh, yeah, not something to be abused. But how do you control your stress mm. nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's the interesting thing, because I thought I was building a stress tolerance mm. by doing all of these uh, stressful things, which I think is a, it's a, it's not something that I'm like, it's, uh, you should never do it because it's dangerous, blah, blah, blah. I think it's a I think it's a good thing to put yourself into difficult situations and kind of get through them. But uh, but how I control my stress uh, these days, I eat a lot of uh, sugar. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. it's funny because now you you have like uh, low fat milk and the chocolate. <laughs> yes. I was like, this oh. is my new thing. No. So yeah, I, I mean. 
it's um, and this is also where this is a big um, thing that I uh, yeah I think a lot of people will find very controversial which is that uh, yeah I, I eat like sugar is my f- main fuel source but I want to clarify to you listener <laughs> Because every time I say that I eat sugar, people immediately go to like, okay, I have a stratosphere, <laughs> but they go to like uh, candy and uh, ice cream and uh, soda. Uh, I think that I'm just like eating small gut uh, <laughs> for dinner, which is not what I'm doing, you know. Um, so you don't have a candy-based diet now? <laughs> no, it's not candy-based. It's more a lot of fruits. Mm-hmm. So that's like sugar is is in fruit, mm-hmm. um, and like stuff like honey, maple syrup. I use sh- white sugar as well, um, but I that's because I don't believe that sugar in and of itself is uh, toxic. I think that's that's uh, another like mistake that has been made in the uh, what would you call it in the like the perception of yeah and the culture of yeah. like what is healthy i think we have gotten so many things wrong and mm. and it's and and those ideas are based on it's very bad like i wouldn't say bad science but a lot of them are based on a lot of these ideas, like saturated fat is bad, salt, you need to limit your salt, you need to limit your intake of like red meat and um, sugar. And like when you really start digging into the literature and look at what, how they came up with these ideas, you realize that the, the foundation was not very strong. Okay. And like since those ideas have been implemented, there is a lot of... Uh, research that shows the complete opposite mm. uh, and a lot of like yeah uh, research now showing that uh, sugar like the molecule in and of itself does not have harmful effects uh, on the body and so I think sugar has been blamed for what basically processed foods and I would say like vegetable oils actually are responsible for which is you know foods that usually have sugar in them so yeah uh (laughs) (laughs) that's my that's my take on it and yeah this 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 is the way i was able to kind of creep out of this uh exhaustion i my body was like starving for sugar and uh yeah but what if you just like meet this like new wall Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you're, now you're on this sugar sugar high, and then yeah. you're like in two years, like no, and then you have then you're like <laughs> have to start yeah. with a new thing. Or do you think this is this is it in a way? I mean, I think you kind of have to, or I don't think this is. Hmm. I'm open to the idea that I'm wrong. Mm. I always am, um, uh, which is why I think I was able to make the shift of going from a very high fat. Uh, sugar is the devil uh, <laughs> view into like eating sugar and um, yeah so I'm very open to it mm. I can say now I understand more of the physiology and like 
I've dived deeper into the research and I think my arguments are stronger than ever mm. and I have like uh, I can back it up more I remember from my from my like alternative like more the keto days there was there there was a lot of, of questions stuff that like didn't really make sense in in the way I was viewing things but I, and I never saw anyone really addressing those problems like for example the idea that your body always will always uh, use glucose if it's uh, available mm. so fat is like the, the the fuel your body will use when you don't have any more sugar mm. so i was like but if fat is the optimal fuel why is the body like doing this mm, yeah <laughs> And, you know, now it's like, oh, it's obvious, but, uh, but yeah, a lot of like, um, these, um, paradoxes, you could call them mm. that uh, didn't make sense that now makes sense. But yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm very humble in the way that I, I don't think that I know for sure. And I'm always like open for people to kind of hack at my arguments. Mm. I always enjoy uh, strengthening them and, uh, yeah. Did you, when you went into this crash in a way, when you were like, okay, ketosis is not the right path, and now you, you're you like on your new path, mm. have you taken any of the elements back to your life from that period of your life? Mm. Good question. Like slowly. But what I had to do was just put everything away. Mm -hmm. Because that's also a thing that has changed with me. Like we talked a little bit about my idea of like using every minute of the day doing something productive. Mm. That was a, I was like very <laughs> authoritarian or uh, like a tyrannical. Okay. About with with myself, I would I would, yeah, would get be, bad would feelings bad. <laughs> if I did, <laughs> if I didn't do yeah, enough. Yeah. You know, mm. and like whipping myself in that way. Yeah. And putting these. So not practicing self-love, but being like say self-hate. Yeah, yeah, but the, but then the, it's like the self-love kind of become this like prison <laughs> that I have to like meditate two times a day, and you know I have to do these things to keep my Machinery system yeah. clean and going, and self-reflect and and uh, constantly uh, evolve and build and myself, and uh, I would I would. Not like, yeah, just doing nothing for a day would just like... Be like terror. Yeah, I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> or even if it's just like hanging out and chilling with your family, you feel like you have an unproductive day mm -hmm. and that's... Uh, living that way is just, oh. Yeah. So I, I kind of just like... I think I was like a bit traumatized by that. So yeah. I just like put that away. Yeah. Uh, and I started eating whatever I wanted and I just, but yeah, I was exhausted. So I couldn't really do anything, you know, exercise or meditate or mm. whatever. So I've just been slowly kind of getting back to a lot of those things that uh, I used to do, like improv theater. Finally, I have enough mm -hmm. energy to yeah. do that. Uh, and, you know, maybe I'll just start Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu again soon. And I actually thought about today just, like, writing. It's been a, it's been a long time since I've, like, write, written a diary. Mm. That was very good for uh, just, like, orienting my thoughts and... and uh, your mind. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. When you, when you sent me these questions, mm. I was, like, trying to answer them in my head. And I was like, damn, I haven't really... 
<laughs> asked myself any questions lately, you know? Yeah. And uh, so that's why I was like, oh, writing is it's good because you kind of you get to figure out more where you are and yeah, what what you feel about certain things, what you think about certain things and but but yeah, it will be in a way that is not uh, <laughs> tyrannical. No. So, yeah, there's been a lot of lessons from uh, going really hard at it and uh, burning out, I guess. What would you say is your key learning from this this experience? I think a perspective, a big perspective shift that has happened is I guess hmm good question i feel i've become more attuned with my needs in a way mm. i guess it taught me to trust in myself more and my own what i perceive mm -hmm. i think in this world at least in this world of like social media and internet and blogs and stuff i don't know it's it's easy to absorb everyone else's perspective mm. and kind of put your own a little to the side mm. and so i think that's also a thing that has given me a more sense of power i guess mm. kind of perceiving the world more on my own and and not following strictly something or a model or something that someone else has created mm. trying to kind of yeah figure things out for myself and you know read other people's opinions but but kind of understand that we're all very confused and uh, <laughs> no one really knows what's going on so yeah i don't know if that makes sense it does yeah yeah i think it's we always know like deep inside ourselves we know what's right and you can get information from all these different places yeah but you still have this the core of you you're going to be like yeah i know i know what's right i may not listen to it right now but you will you can strengthen that yeah kind of feeling or i guess you can call it an intuition yeah yeah so before we wrap things up is yeah. there anything else you would like to add anything you want to say i don't know just like no i don't think so just be open i guess open to new ideas and challenging your perspectives and uh, devoting yourself to to kind of really understand <laughs> or, I don't know I don't know if everyone has to do that but, <laughs> but yeah trying to actually understand and not just um, support this view that you have on yeah not, not assume yeah it's when you when you like train yourself at it it becomes easier to mm -hmm. like keep a distance from your ideas of how things are being able to kind of to have that distance nice okay <laughs> yeah I think, thank you so much thank you this was fun good okay thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation as much as i enjoyed having it and until next time do something that makes you happy okay